everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod, where we are talking about the latest episode of And Just Like That, uh, the <laughs> Sex and the City spinoff. And uh, yeah, we're on episode seven, so it's uh, going to be interesting. And I'm going to great to Wagner and Jax is here. Hey, Rachel, I think now we're, we're officially Carrie and Charlotte. I do feel like we're really cementing our identities as we go through podcasting together. We're like, it's, it's definitely like, I didn't really feel like that in the beginning. I didn't know which one I was. And then not to give anything away, but when you talked about, and I laughed so hard because Rachel and I don't really talk before we do the podcast about the show, but you did text me something I laughed so hard you said how many times are they gonna like humiliate Carrie in this and I do resonate with that because I get embarrassed a lot well I mean that's why I'm like concerned about you being the Carrie because I don't want you to have such horrible things happen to you I mean it's been rough But we should give our normal disclaimer that we do. This is a mature content show. And uh, so our discussion will be a mature show. So if that's not your jam, then there's lots of other good stuff on Hallmark News Podcast to listen to. So you can check that out. Um, This episode was officially called Sex and the Window. So in this one, the summary is Carrie gets an interesting proposition from her book publisher while Miranda attempts to rekindle Spark with Steve following radio silence from Che. So I guess overall, what did you think about this episode? Okay. I... (coughs) Sorry. I really really like this episode I actually think this is my favorite so far except for the interactions between Chan Miranda I gotta give a shout out to my girl Ashley Atkinson who's a big theater actress in New York who played Amanda Carrie's publisher in this she is hilarious. I love her work on stage. She's a super nice person. And I hope we see more of her. I just think she's, I think she's great in this episode. Yeah, I did like her as well. And I liked all the Charlotte and Harry stuff. I wish the show was honestly just about them. They're by far the best. And that whole thing with like couples fighting, that was funny and well done and authentic and good yeah and i did think it was probably the best fashion episode of of the show so far would you agree yeah i would definitely agree especially i thought it was fun at the gala too i thought everyone was in really or at the auction sorry Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought everyone was in really fun clothes i think that it was great to see Charlotte and Harry fighting and then to see Lisa and her husband squabbling I thought was really funny too so yeah I agree with you that that watching them fight and that entire storyline with the doubles tennis and with the auction I thought was all really top-notch yeah yeah and we didn't get uh that many ponytails of death (laughs) this time (laughs) there were two (laughs) well they they were both actually buns uh Mm. but they weren't as 
as tight as I, I feel like since as the last one, they were more normal. But um, it starts out with Carrie riding in the window, so which be grateful for one of those, which we'll discuss <laughs> why later. You know why? Because she needed her hair held back. But sorry, go ahead. But uh, no, so it starts with Carrie riding in the window, yeah, which of course is a big nod to the original series with her, you know, writing her blogs in the series. And she she's, I guess, been writing this book. She finished the book and I don't know when she would have like written and finished it. But, um, but anyway, she goes to talk to her publisher, as you said, and the publisher says, this is a great book. She loves it but she needs to grant the readers a glimmer of hope. And so she wants her to add a date, which I feel like this publisher must not be single because <laughs> I mean, most dates are not all that like hopeful. <laughs> they don't really. That's most dates are pretty discouraging to be honest and then you you know you find one that actually works and then it's hopeful but most of them it's I don't would you you're you're engaged but you remember what it's like I I really liked dating but I was also not had not been widowed was not looking for a partner seriously I, I honestly most of my dates ended up being more friend dates and then I would like try and set the person up with someone else so I liked it because it was a way for me to meet new people but what I will say Rachel is once I started looking for a long-term partner that is when I found dating discouraging and right. not as fun and not as hopeful so there's yeah, truth. like if I was looking for if somebody came to me, I need a little hope in my life that I'm not gonna <laughs> start dating again. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I would probably like, I don't know, suggest reading some inspirational book or like go on go to Hawaii or something like that. <laughs> that's what I that's Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the ocean gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people would agree with you that especially in New York city, maybe that wouldn't be the, or, or anywhere really, but I think yeah. that's a trope of New York that is sometimes true. I actually thought that her publisher was almost trying to be like when she did the whole monologue about it being like it doesn't even have to be a chapter it could just be like a little epilogue a couple lines I was sort of reading into it like if you have to make it up it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean like we just need to feel like there's a glimmer there but yeah I I think that it was interesting to see the way that Carrie was able to dip her just the tiniest bit of her toes back into the dating water. It was only because of Seema, because Seema signed her up for all the apps. <laughs> I love Seema. Yeah, she's cute. She's cute. Uh, I did like Carrie's outfit in the scene. She had brown trousers and then a 
purple suit coat and a black shirt with orange polka dots and a red tie. That was fun. It was a little bit androgynous and it was, uh, it, you know, had bright colors and I enjoyed that. Yeah. I like that you pointed that out. And I mean this in an absolutely complimentary way. If it doesn't sound like that, it felt a little bit like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in a cool way. Yeah, like, yeah. like Wilder kind of like fun. It was fitted. It was all these bright colors. I was very into that. Yeah, it had a little bit of an early 90s, I thought, kind of look to it. Like you'd see on like Denise and the Cosby show would have worn an outfit like that. Oh my gosh. She was a fashion <laughs> icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we have Charlotte and Lisa playing tennis and Harry says, I want to play tennis. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So basically he, she like runs into him when they're playing tennis or something. Excuse me. I, I wanted to ask you about this, Rachel. Do you think that she should have apologized? I mean, I probably would have just because I don't really like conflict, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad she sort of stood her ground and been like, if you want to play the game, that's part of playing the game. Like that's, I don't know. Like I would think almost that he would find that kind of attractive that she went for it, you know, but he's being a baby. <laughs> um, I, I think yeah, he realized the sheer force of charlotte coming at him would level him to the ground and then mm -hmm. it, it won the match for them yeah so she kind of knocked him over and uh and that really offended him and i mean i guess i would have probably said sorry just because like i guess if you did hurt somebody like i you know sorry i guess i i probably would but like i get it that she's just like you agreed to play the game this is the game yeah and i think the point that she <laughs> makes later when we still see that harry is upset because she throws off the word sorry to lots of different people when she doesn't need to say sorry mm -hmm. she says that women go through life apologizing for everything and the tennis course the one place she doesn't so i thought yeah. that even more added to her argument of i ain't saying sorry harry deal with that yeah it kind of reminded me of a funny little thing on big bang theory where uh, a penny doesn't say i love you back to leonard and then later on there she says i love i love uh cheesy fries he's like oh so you'll say to the cheesy fries I think it's kind of the same thing. It's a really good <laughs> analogy because yeah, when you see that in real time, when like your partner being like, okay, so you won't say sorry to me, but you'll say sorry for brushing past on someone and or leaving a conversation. Oh, you won't say you love me, but you'll talk about how much you love cheesy fries. Fair enough. But hey, women are complex creatures. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that at that point, the sorry like meant something, whereas these other sorries don't mean anything. So now it's gotten all this weight to it. Whereas if she just said, oh, sorry, when it first happened, it, it would have probably been fine. But now it's like gotten this, this meaning or whatever. 
And, uh, and, but I, I liked that whole thing of like both couples kind of fighting and Lisa and her husband, and then, uh, Charlotte and Harry and how you kind of fight in public like that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a, a, a funny bit that I think most couples probably can relate to. Yeah. I thought it was great. And the interactions between Lisa and her husband when they were on stage together had me rolling. And I feel like Lisa, I'm surprised that she's not as good on stage, but it was funny to watch her feel insecure and then to have him be like, get it together, woman. And yeah, that made me, that whole interaction made me laugh. I thought it was really, really well played. Yeah. And so then we see Miranda and Steve at the farmer's market. Steve's kind of annoyed about how things keep moving. The booths keep moving and everything. And, and then Naya and Andre come up and we find out Naya that she, well, Naya tells Miranda that she uh, got her period. And so the IVF didn't work and uh, she hasn't told Andre that yet. And uh, so I don't know, there's just this whole kind of thing. And, and so Miranda introduces them to Steve and I would be so annoyed if I was David Eigenberg plays Steve, because they have just made him into the most lame character. Like he has absolutely no awareness for his environment or what's going on or his relationship or like, I, who is this person like nobody's nobody is this oblivious come on I was really surprised at the interaction at the farmer's market because I have always found Steve's off the cuffness and sort of like blue collar energy to be extremely charming but also very self-aware and I agree with you Rachel I don't think it's coming across like that anymore it's not being written like that anymore it's this lack of self-awareness the one good thing that he does say is that you know you intimidate my wife which I think is a great sort of thing that he says to Naya where it's like okay clearly Miranda's saying good things about her But other than that, it was like all this like wild jaunty movement and running around and talk, just like screaming at the top of his lungs at the farmer market about how the pickle guy is not there anymore. Well, Andre's like going to get the good cheese before they run out and looking smooth as anything. You're just like, oh man, what? And they had such chemistry on the original show. You remember she was dating that like, like that really rich black guy uh and he was so hot he was yeah a doctor, was super and he was like yeah. for an NBA team too right and and Steve won over him yes and Steve was dating at the time a really hot woman who was a little younger than him and like you know sweet as anything but it was almost like, okay, this is why Miranda and Steve are meant to be together. They had these ideal partners for someone else, 
but they can't help but want to be together. And it's like, we don't see any of that now. Well, and, and it's fine if the relationship evolves and changes, but he seems so unaware that it's changed, which just seems ridiculous to me. Like nobody is that clueless. And I, I was just looking at the um, Sex in the City wiki. This is how they describe Steve in the wiki. <clears throat> Steve Brady is the perennial nice guy. While other characters grow, evolve, and change throughout the course of the series, Steve is steady Miranda Hobbs grounding force. Where is that guy? That's not who we're getting. No, and I want to see that guy. And actually, Rachel, what I what I will say is I caught a glimpse of that guy when they're in the kitchen. And Miranda is initiating the sexy time. I know this isn't an adult podcast, so we can just say stuff, but I'm trying to right, also right. code it up the sexy time, if you right. will. And I actually thought the way that he was so game for it and the way he washed his hands, which I actually thought was really charming because that's also showing that he actually is a nice guy and doesn't want to do anything to hurt her down there. Like, yeah, maybe does it break the mood for a second? Sure, but you've also been married a long time and you want to care for your wife's lady parts. Like, I actually thought that was even sexier. And then he was all about taking direction but also being assertive and I was really disappointed with Miranda that she couldn't just give it a longer amount of time yeah I agree I I was actually gonna say the same thing like flaws and all I thought that that scene was actually sexier than the Che and um Miranda scene which wasn't sexy at all (laughs) I agree with you the actually I thought that entire scene was pretty sexy except the only part was when he was like I guess I'll clean this up it kind of smells like the takeout and I was like oh Steve like but but Miranda had already been weird with him and was like stop touching me so I agree with you I actually really thought that I was feeling a certain kind of way there. I thought maybe they will rekindle something. Yeah. Like, I feel like the show's writers aren't, aren't aware of kind of the way that Che is coming across. I think they think that her sort of, um, like acerbic tone is somehow like sexy, but it's not, she's just kind of rude and not uh I don't know there's just no there's nothing attractive about her as far as aside from her appearance but as far as her attitude and her uh like you want you want you want romances to build bit by bit by bit by bit until, until you get this chemistry here you don't have that at all you have like several interactions but no like building tension no building romance no building chemistry i two points to that that like where i think i differ a little bit in how i perceive che is that i do think that che to me comes across as sexy 
but in a way that I would never want to be in a relationship with Che. It's like, oh, you want to flirt with Che like the fangirls at the auction. And then there's no romance and no chemistry with Che and Miranda. Like, I agree yeah. with that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I can see why Che is attractive from a distance because I've actually had this with comedians that I've gone on dates with I think they're really funny on stage I think their whole persona is intriguing and then one-on-one like, oh you're not interested in me and we have yeah. no chemistry so I yeah I just haven't done a good job of sort of building the romance bit by bit by bit so that like, even if it's kind of illicit, there's something sort of tantalizing about it. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's just not working. Yeah. And the fact that there were months without an answer DM, which I totally get, like, I think Che's a big comedian, it sounds like. Like, that's the world that we're building here and this, you know, and just like that. Yeah, which it was it was kind of interesting because you know sex in the city was really famous for introducing that he's just not that into you that was a whole part of the show and so now we have them kind of bringing that back up again and i'm still not convinced that che is like is into miranda i feel like she says whatever needs to be said at the moment but she i don't know I just, why would you, I, I find that extremely difficult to believe that she didn't see those DMs, that she didn't, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, here's what I think, though. I don't think that Che is even pretending to be that into Miranda for yeah. anything other than this sexual activity. And the only thing about the DM is that it was one DM and Che's a bona fide celebrity. I think I saw one time it flashed on the screen that it was on the Instagram. It was like 300,000 some followers. So I could see that if Miranda shot off a random, oh, not a random DM, but there's a lot of DMs that Che is getting. If Che, if it was a text or a um, regular person's Instagram, I would believe it, but I think that with this, I kind of buy it. Also, I think Che's got a lot of fans that just slide into the DMs. Yeah, probably. I just feel like if you had an interaction like that, you would you would kind of be on the lookout for it, I would think. But that, that's a fair point. If someone told you they gave them the you gave them the best feeling in the world and you said hit me up. That yeah. is a fair thing to say. <laughs> well, and when when Miranda says, I think I'm in love with you at the end, I couldn't really hear what Che said in response. Did she say that she loved her too? Or which is kind of no, what was is, it? No, this is actually when I start to get super annoyed with Miranda because Che says, and I don't know verbatim, but here's five I got. Or the gist of what Che was saying. You don't love me. You love you with me. And 
I think that that's true. Miranda loves what Che brings out in her. Um, but I don't even think Che's pretending to have feelings for Miranda other than, oh, I am sexually, I am attracted to you and I have sex with a lot of people. I make no apologies for it. Um, what you were saying, Rachel, though, about how the writers of the show don't know how the character of Che is being perceived. I think you're absolutely right in the, when they were creating this, they weren't, but there's been a lot of, I think really well-written think pieces about this that uh, a, a lot of people are finding uh, this problematic. Yeah, even our friend, Jen Kirkman, uh, who uh, we had on Hallmarkies Pod not too long ago, she just did a whole thing on on it. And, um, you know, as a uh, female comedian, I thought her perspective was interesting. And we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies Podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. We did a little poll on our at City Girls pod uh, Twitter. What do we think of Miranda and Che? I gave four options. One, no chemistry two has potential three justice for steve and four <coughs> romantic here's the results we have 38 percent no chemistry 17 percent has potential 38 percent justice for steve and six percent romantic so oh romantic is so <laughs> so low <laughs> i definitely don't see any level of anything approaching romance there i mean if you want to say sexual chemistry if you want to go that far yeah i won't say no but there is no real romance there romance is yeah no yes very <laughs> least she at the very least is not the kind of kind of warm kind partner that you want to see with your heroines on a television show that's that's supposed to be kind of romantic and light like this is not i don't know it's not breaking bad like we want to have like a... <laughs> well, and, and if if miranda is going to explore a relationship other than one with Steve I would be more intrigued to see it be it, like especially if Miranda is 
coming out, I would want there to be a lot more tenderness and romance and love and care in it to really show that this is what maybe she was missing with Steve, the softness, the, the, I don't know, like, I just don't feel like, what are we getting out of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's not romantic. It's not thoughtful. It's not considerate. It's, I don't know. It just doesn't work at all. Um, so then Carrie, we see her in, I thought it was an interesting, she wears this loose shirt dress with it's orange with flowers. I really liked it except for she has this bizarre bag that she's carrying that had like this white fringe that was like huge. <laughs> I'm just like, what's this bag? It's so weird. <laughs> I assumed that it was a very expensive bag that I know nothing about, but it, it did definitely uh steal the show for a minute yeah it was but I did like I actually liked the dressing was a little bit frumpy but I don't know I, I was one of uh, I liked it pretty good um and uh so then uh we also get Carrie and Miranda talking she says uh that what is the lifespan of an unanswered text and I agree with you that there is like a little bit of difference between a a DM and a text but I even sort of wonder this just with friends and stuff. Like I'll have ones I'm I sometimes I'm like talking and then all of a sudden I I'll respond to their thing and then I won't hear from them again for like two days. And I'm like, what happened? We were talking. I don't know. It's it's weird. And it's hard to know because you don't want to be a nuisance, but like you you had plans and things that you were, you know, thinking of and working on and um and then it's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I thought that when she said it was three months, it was like, well, Miranda, if you have to ask and it's been three months, like that's your answer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I liked that Carrie said, I know you feel, I know how you feel, but Big is actually dead. Maybe your sex life with Steve is just in a coma. And, and like, yes, obviously like couples go through ups and downs. I just feel like, it's just unrealistic that he wouldn't be aware that this is a problem. Like that he so lacks such awareness of his relationship. It just seems, <coughs> seems crazy. Why I thought that the way in the kitchen, he like granted, yes, he was texting a little longer than he should have been figuring out stuff. But once he realized she was down to clown, he was like, okay, I'm in it. Yeah, I know. That's what I felt too. And I felt like the show was trying to be like, oh, look how lame he is. And I'm like, what? No, this is no. That's why I feel, I feel like the writers are very unaware of how this is all coming across. And anyway, and so Naya there, she's driving and the, uh, the robot text, whatever from the car says Miranda's text about her not being pregnant and so and she almost hits this person and it, the person's like very upset and I'm like yeah I have a toddler, <laughs> a toddler. And yeah you did almost run down 
a couple and their toddler. Like, and I love the way one of the dads comes up and, you know, does all the screaming. And then the other dad is pushing the stroller away and throwing so much shade. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll have my confrontational husband go and deal with it while I just give shade and push our baby carriage out of the way. But it was really funny. Yeah. Although I do feel like, don't you just kind of get used to almost getting hit by cars in New York City? I mean, it just kind of goes without saying. Okay. What I will say to that is I don't have any children, but from babysitting, when I'm alone, 100%, I'm used to almost getting hit, whatever. But the times that I've had a stroller and someone's almost hit me, I've kind of lost it. Yeah. Gotten angry. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like a different, a whole different game in a, in a New York city. Uh, I have a question for you. I wanted to ask you, I actually thought this was a really funny and believable way for the reveal to happen. Yeah. Did you buy it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause people have those in their cars and, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. So then Carrie decides to go on the date and she, uh, picks out this, uh, this guy and uh and on the tinder or whatever and he's a teacher at charlotte school or he's at the pta later she realizes that and uh and so she's wearing a blue dress with a white suit coat what did you think of this dress so i thought this was an ideal i'm going on a first date after my husband has passed away date outfit. Uh, I thought it, I thought it, she looked good. She looked like she put some effort into what she was wearing, but it wasn't too sexy and it wasn't crazy fun, quirky, but also not boring. I actually thought it worked well for the event that yeah. it was. What did you think about it? Well, it was, I thought it was really, really good. It looked, she looked very, it was very flattering and she had on really strappy, beautiful shoes. It was a very carry dress. And I I guess like maybe people do Tinder dates different or app dates, whatever. But then like for me, before I go on a date with somebody, I'm going to have like quite a bit of conversation with that person back and forth chatting. And I definitely think I would know that their, uh, that in my case would be their husband and their um, wife, well, you know, had just passed away. Like I would know that by the time we actually got to the date stage. Um, but then I guess some people just start just, just go for it right away and they don't have all that chat chat, uh, chit chat, but that's definitely, I feel like most people before they agree to go on a date with somebody on an app, they kind of know a little bit about the people. Um, it- Especially something that is such a profound reveal. I, I, I think that that is something that it seems like it's on both of their hearts and minds that they're willing to tell each other right away or they feel like they need to. So yeah, I, I do think that that would have been revealed beforehand. Yeah. But they go on the date and they basically immediately get sloshed. And then you see them both throwing up 
which is so gross. And I feel like, I mean, I have no experience with drinking at all. I've never drank it in my life. Um, but doesn't, doesn't, doesn't the throw up for that kind of thing usually happen a little bit later, not like right away. So, um, I'm just judging will, from movies and things that I watched. I, I will say that um, I didn't drink until I was 23. And I, so I didn't really, maybe like once or twice before, like when I was like 21, but I didn't drink a lot in college. Uh, so my tolerance was like zero starting off. Um, when I drink too much, it, everything gets fuzzy for me. I'm not a, uh, a, a, a yeah. puker. I'm not a thrower upper from drinking. Although I will say that I do think it, I mean, I know you didn't like it, Rachel, but I kind of like stuff that's a little bit gross and shocking and when they run that street and they came out and you think oh they they've had a, a drunken night and they've had so much fun and, oh there's hope and then they throw up everywhere I thought was actually great because I actually think it's also important to show that there's a, a I know it sounds serious but like a harmful darker side of drinking when you overindulge I think yeah, that's yeah. not always shown in media and this was funny but instead of it being this night where like they drank and the drinks are flowing and it's all yeah. wonderful and then they laugh together it's like projectile vomit I just feel like I need Carrie to have a win <laughs> you know like this whole we've had seven episodes and it's just like she needs a win. She's had to have surgery. She's her, she, her husband has died. She's, she's been puking. She peed the bed. Like what? Come on. I have a request. Can that be our audio clip for this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you're not wrong. Our girl needs a win. Well, she she does get she does get one this episode though. Yeah, she has a glimmer of hope that they were able to call him Professor Puke. That was hilarious. I like that. <laughs> um, I like Charlotte's dress at the gala a lot. It was a kind of a tealy bluish greenish color with a sweetheart neckline, and I thought she looked really good in it. Yeah, I will say uh, Kristen Davis can rock some cleavage. I say that respectfully, but girls got it. Yeah. No one and I also liked Miranda's dress. I thought it was one of her better looks. It kind of, they were sort of oval polka dots in colors. Yeah. I thought it looked good on her, that dress. I do. I will say that Miranda's smoky eye at the auction definitely did not do it for me, especially the way that she was staring at Che at the end with the smoky eye, looking like she was going to cry. It all just seemed very intense with the smoky eye. But yeah, the outfit was on point. You know, I kind of wish they had introduced Che and an entirely new character for her to fall in love with. 
Yes. I think that would have been way better, way more interesting than to sort of try to manipulate Miranda into this totally different person than that, that we knew and enjoyed. Well, you know, actually, Rachel, actually that that's what they were going to do in this episode because it actually really would have worked for me if that first sexual encounter would have been with someone like Che, who clearly is, I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, just really good at sex stuff. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's no romance there. It's no particular connection. Like, that's just a thing. And that's what opens Miranda up, this interaction that was a moment in time, but now there's a new person for her to fall in love with. You know who they should have done? They should have had Allie Stroker. They introduced her, haven't done anything with her. She would have been so good. She would have been really good. And I think there could have been a lot of opportunities for like, okay, like Allie is very like over the top, funny and quirky, but I think she can also do um, softness really well. And that thing that I think that would be interesting for Miranda to explore that side of herself with like being with someone who um like I think Allie's like very feminine and dainty and I think that would have been a fun thing for Miranda to get to explore with this new sexuality that is very different from Steve too yeah I think and there is a sassiness to Allie too for sure that I, I think that would have worked better. It would have worked better. Actually, if they come back for her season two, we're just putting that out there. It'd be nice to see Allie. Can yeah. I ask you a question about Chase stand up? One of the jokes. Mm-hmm. The auction's taking longer than I did to come out. What? I, I don't, I, I was like, I actually enjoyed Chase stand up the first time around. I think that I was in the minority of that. I didn't even get out of that was a joke because we're not waiting for an auction to come out. I think she was trying to, I think Che was trying to say for the auction to end, but an auction doesn't come out. And I wrote that down and I thought, what joke was, was Che even trying to make here? Did you, did you clock yeah. that? Yeah, it. it was weird. I didn't get it. I didn't know like what yeah she was weird um but uh anyway so then uh Carrie ends up getting up on the auction uh that she uh she is offered as a uh, a sex writer <laughs> bid for a date with a sex writer and Carrie's like what am I my porn like what is going on so then Charlotte clarifies but nobody's bidding and it makes sense because it's a pta thing most people there are going to be married why on earth would you or in some kind of relationship like what well yes to that and also for those people that aren't the way as you said (laughs) she was billed i don't think even singles people's paddles are going to be going up at a PTA event. Yeah, yeah. 
And I loved the way our girl Charlotte was like trying to chime in. Bidding against herself. Yeah, it was really cute. And then Peter, Professor Puke, he bids and they have a cute little conversation after and uh, they're going to go out again. So should be interesting. Hopefully they won't get sloshed this time. <laughs> I think they should. I think they should just drink juice or have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Some sparkling cider. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but there we go. So that is this episode. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, we're now we're, we're, we're uh, nearing the end here. So they got a lot of I feel like we do we kind of drop the fact that Miranda's now called. She's not anymore. She fixed that. I think that's done. I think you're right. I think, yeah. I think she seems like she kicked that. So that's that's good. Yeah, I feel like they could have done more interesting things with that. Um, but uh, but anyway, that's what they did. And then uh Che and Miranda are together. Miranda says, I think I'm in love with you. And uh, our final scene is Carrie in the window saying, I found a glimmer of hope. So here we go. I will say does give me all the tingles because it, it's very classic Sex in the City. Carrie writing, doing her thing. Charlotte being Charlotte. Like, I do think there were a lot of moments in here that made me go, oh, it's, it's, what it's it's what i wanted to see there's just so much other stuff that is confusing to see yeah yeah it's just not working the whole portrayal of miranda the whole romance uh the way they wrote her character everything just it doesn't work it's not well done and i think most a lot of the other stuff is is good i think charlotte is good i think the new characters are Except for the podcast, it's all good. Um, but I, but yeah, I don't know. So it's interesting. They went somewhere. They tried some things, and then, and uh, I just, you have a character that you've already built up that people are already attached to. So to make her just this completely different person, and then to make Steve, who we their relationship was one of the bedrocks of the show, to make that him so clueless, so lack of any kind of awareness of his relationship um it just it doesn't work uh but um but anyway let us know what you think if you watched the episode in the comment section we'd love to hear your thoughts and jacks where can we will find you uh on twitter at jacqueline c tweets on instagram at jacqueline collier and if you slide into the dms Hopefully I will respond in less than three months. Unlike Jane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We promise we will. <laughs> we will. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And also make sure you're following us at City Girls Pod on Twitter and the Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews especially because this new show, we'd appreciate those five-star reviews. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And, uh, and we would appreciate that. And we have our merch store and patron group. Take a look at that. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.